0: As someone who is so excited to garden this spring, yet really wants top quality soil, I'm really excited to introduce you to Coast of Maine, which is an esteemed brand renowned for its organic soil offerings. And if you're seeking to infuse your home environment with a nourishing essence that promotes flourishing plant life, you're gonna wanna listen to this because with over 28 years of expertise, Coast of Maine has meticulously crafted soils sourced from oceanic waters and farms certified for organic cultivation. It's so nice to find such a sustainable sustainable, eco-friendly,
1: from this place of the witness, you can love your dark thoughts. From this place of the witness consciousness, you can love everyone. You can love your pain. I mean, it's, it's another word for soul. He also called it soul land, which I thought was really beautiful. You know, we could look at it from like a mindfulness perspective. You can step into this this place of the witness. Uh, and again and again, he was talking about that sort of the doorway into into love, into the soul.
0: Now let the magic begin. Hmm. Hello Soul Tribe, it's Raquel and Aloha from Utah. Fair warning, I'm high <laughs> on a yoga high, yep, <laughs> a yoga high, so I may sound a little woo right now, though, when do I not? <laughs> Whenever I have a good yoga class, I can just tell, you can tell, because I my face is so blissed out, it makes teachers laugh, and I'm just like... <laughs> Don't mind me, I'm just drunk on the yogas right now. Oh, random. Yoga highs are my favorite kind of highs. Anyways, I also just arrived to my motherland yesterday, Park City, Utah. Elevation 7,000 feet above sea level, reaching up to 10,000. I know, it's high up there. It's white, it's cold, it's serene, it's a winter paradise. And I can't wait to hit the slopes with my skis. (laughs) So I'm planted here in northern Utah for a while till I'm guided. Otherwise, just going with the flow as always. And someone else who's also in Utah is today's magical guest, Trevor Oswalt, a.k.a. East Forest. Well, he was actually in Boise, Idaho during this convo because his girlfriend is there, but he lives in the wondrous boulder utah where the mighty and majestic grand staircase escalante lies a very divine energy there indeed (laughs) and we talk about it leading into our convo which you'll hear and i thought what we were talking about was quite interesting so i pressed record early without warning (laughs) i think it'd be fun for you to sometimes hear what my conversations are pre-interview with the guests trevor um, East Forest, he just, he gets it. He's so like-minded and nature-loving and creation-seeking and just a brilliant being who creates his own magic in a way that nourishes my soul, our soul. And his music is recently, no doubt, one of my favorite go-tos for music meditation and it just, it not only grounds you, but it lifts your spirit and tunes you into your heart and the seat of your soul. And perhaps that's why Ramdas, yeah, Ramdas, you know, that 87 years young, wise, enlightened, the author of Be Here Now, the one, the only Ramdas, <laughs> invited East Forest to his home in. Maui to share his new teachings through Trevor's music, East Forest, that will resonate with and bring more awareness to the beings on Mama Earth today. And Trevor captured Ram Dass' words in Maui and then went back to the high desert of southern Utah to compose this powerful soundtrack. And this album also features Trevor Hall and Grammy-nominated artist Krishna Das. It doesn't surprise me that Ram Dass invited East Forest for this collaboration because Trevor has been the leader of underground sound healing ceremonies for over a decade now, and his Ram Dass album will be released into four parts. One was actually just released on Friday, if you haven't heard it yet, on Friday, January 25th. So go listen. That's chapter one, and chapter two will be coming out the end of March. One of the highlights of this interview was listening to the entirety of a few of his songs. We listened to Nature and Mind Karma, which just having that space and Trevor's presence and sitting in my Hawaiian home at the time surrounded by trees, I just I felt it. By the way, Trevor highly highly suggests that when you listen to the full album, you do it with deliberate intent and you're not driving, you're not walking around, you're just you're not distracted in any way. You have amazing headphones in and you just really listen. And I'll be curious how it influences you too. So feel free to write me or definitely write him or just both about your experience. I love, love hearing these stories when you feel that you've tapped into the truth within, which... Ram has a magic way of doing that and in this episode I also don't play the full songs but I included about a minute's worth so you get a good idea and also right after the intro and at the end of the podcast I will include two more songs that made me weep just like little clips of them and yeah you get a good idea of this album But we don't only talk about music, we also talk about mushrooms, psychedelics, overcoming creative blocks, his writing and recording process, his performance routines, he gives advice to musicians aspiring to get their music out there, and just so much more. But two things before we dive into this episode, I must thank past guest Lacey Phillips for transforming my world in so many ways, my reality, my confidence, my magnetism, with her workshops, in which Lacey is gifting you, the Soul Tribe, 10% off of any of her workshops, any of her programs, which are really reasonably priced for something that literally shifts your subconscious mind to raise your self-worth and become abundantly magnetic to all that you want to manifest. Like, I'm not gonna lie, this time last year, I was just scraping by to pay my kawaii rent, with some strings attached, and now I am proud to say that I am fully financially independent as I work through so much of my old money story from her opulence program, which you can find at her site, to tobemagnetic.com, which by the way, Lacey rebranded, and I'm loving the new name, To Be Magnetic, and honestly, I would recommend starting with her shadow or reparent program, but choose the one Your soul is guiding you to the most. I know many people are attracted to the partnership to manifest one of their soulmates. So maybe it's that one. Maybe it's opulence. Whatever it is. But don't forget to include your 10% discount when you use the code MAGIC. Again, that's 2bmagnetic.com. Offer code MAGIC. Also, my body's magic weapon to my healing right now, (laughs) athletic greens. Probably because it's an all-in-one nutritional green supplement, which by the way, you get 20 days worth of free athletic greens with your first purchase. It's not only a perfect gift for you, but anyone you love who is in need of a gut reboot or just needing to add more veggies and micronutrients in your day because one scoop is equivalent to 12 servings of fruits and vegetables without tasting like grass. It has 75 high quality and highly effective ingredients that support you in five crucial areas of your health. So feel free to order and get your 20 days free, 20 travel packs with your first purchase because I have a really good feeling that you will feel so good inside and out. You're going to want to run miles. Just kidding. I don't know, but it really just it really does revitalize you. I feel it after 10 minutes, I swear. <laughs> uh, so just go to athleticgreens.com forward slash magic to receive your all-in-one green magic dust. That's athleticgreens.com slash magic. And now, It is time to let the magic begin with East Forest.
2: We have to get out of our minds. Our thinking minds I'll tell you how I do it, using a mantra, a phrase, I am loving awareness.
1: think it's it's essentially os east vault forest
0: ost is east and vault is forest yep cool i love it i love it and also good morning to you right are you in utah
1: yeah well i'm in um boise right now idaho so i think i'm in Mountain Time.
0: Oh yeah, you're still in Mountain Time, but you're based in Boulder, Utah, right?
1: I'm based in Boulder, Utah, yeah.
0: Oh my gosh, it's so beautiful down there. Over the holidays, I actually felt the nudge to move back to Utah because I grew up there in Park City, Utah my entire life. Oh. Yeah, and so I came back to Hawaii and I was like, you know what, even though I mean I'm in paradise, but I just felt this desire, this deep desire to be around family. And so in the, seriously two days when your album drops or those songs come out I will be flying to Utah back to my homeland
1: nice so you've you've been down to like the grand staircase national monument area (laughs) that sort of central southern Utah
0: I've been to southern Utah I have not yet been to the grand staircase I know (laughs)
1: it's really cool yeah I mean not there's a lot of spots in southern Utah and where I live is it's not like on the freeway so you know it's a little more out of the way which is I think one of the reasons why it's so gorgeous and pretty is just because not as as many people have, you know, it just takes longer to get there. So it's been less screwed up by people.
0: Yeah, it's not tainted by a lot of walkers. I can feel that with the hikes around here or also around Park City. Um, Park City has a lot of very... It's almost like it's sacred land. Like the locals only really know of these walks and hikes, which is more beautiful than the ones that the tourists love to go travel to. You can just, you can feel the energy so different.
1: Interesting. Oh yeah. I went out there and did that Kaolau Trail a couple years ago. That was intense. <gasps>
0: Oh, that's amazing. Isn't it intense? It's crazy. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's straight up dangerous. I mean, there's sections where you're like, I might die. This is, And then once you're out on the beach to come home, you have to go the same way. So it's sort of like the knowledge that you got to face it again. And then when it's muddy or windy, it's it's pretty, there's a couple spots there that are very, very intense.
0: It's one of those you definitely have to mentally, not just physically, but mentally prepare for. I only lived two miles from it and I rarely wins <laughs> i would yeah. walk to the base of it like i would just run all the way to the base of it but yeah i would have to mentally prepare to actually like do it
1: yeah there's people out there who've been living out there There's this guy named um uncle t i think he's been there 30 years out there on that beach i mean i'm sure he you know he leaves wow. every now and then but there's, there's, there was a whole like group of community of hippies out there just getting away from society, and then they had they tried to like the state oh, yeah. tried to clean it all out and get everyone out, but there's still people up there, and we'd run into them, and it's just an interesting place, just so remote.
0: Oh, I loved it. I felt so here in Hawaii, I feel so deeply connected with nature, and that's actually why it was interesting. I was resistant to go. To Utah for a long period of time because I was like, I'm going to be drawn back into the way of society. But when I was there, it was so amazing how grounded and connected I felt to the nature that I saw as a child. And I know that you're also deeply connected with nature too. It really comes through your music. In fact, I just have to tell you something. So yesterday I was on this beautiful trail here in Hawaii that ends at a waterfall. And I sat and I just stared at Waterfall for a while, just listening to it until some people came, which is perfectly fine. But when that happens, when I hear the voices, sometimes I just like to put on headphones and your song, such a synchronicity, your song just popped up with MC Yogi Threshold because it's on my playlist But I put on Shuffle. (laughs) And that song, I was like, I'm talking to him tomorrow. All right, I'm just going to sit here and stay. And I listened to it on repeat for like three or four times, just staring at the waterfall. And it it's like amazing how, even though I'm not listening to the waterfall itself, I felt like I was part of it. It was beautiful. So thank you for making music like that.
1: Well, you're very welcome. I'm glad it helped you merge with the waterfall. <laughs> I
0: merged with the waterfall. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, before we dive in, I'm just curious, what excites you most in this season of your life?
1: Um, pff, Christ. Christ does? <laughs> I don't know. Just peace of mind. Yeah, it's trying to be a better man. Um, I mean, there's things that excite me professionally and creatively, but I think the larger picture is just like trying to worry less and breathe more and, and just try to keep on keeping on with more grace, frankly, as I get older.
0: I love it. And I want to talk about a few of your stories. So first, I'd like to get to know the spirit of Trevor, the spirit of East Forest. So there are three stories I'd love to hear. Mm -hmm. The story of you, the story of finding a deep calling for music, how this journey unfolded.
1: Okay, that's fine. You want to hear it now? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Are we on? Are we going? This this is a live deal? This is
0: it. This is it. I pressed record a while ago as the German names. I was like, I'm going to do it. Yeah. It's all real. Exactly. Just slowing in.
1: (laughs) Well, it was... uh... Music has kind of been a slow, creeping advance in my life. It was always something that I did, like as a kid in school, whether it was choir or band or musicals, all these sorts of things. Uh, and I, I liked it, and a lot. But I never, I didn't have many teachers or elders that showed me how music could really uh, open something up In my heart or or be more of like a practice and the the first time that when i started to get glimpses of that i mean i think we all have it in different ways in our lives you know music plays such a fundamental role that we almost don't even realize how pervasive just sound is in our our lives but i had some experiences in college just a couple with um psilocybin with mushrooms and music that were profound and amazing and so profound that I didn't even understand what 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 had happened, and I couldn't really describe it to anyone and there was there was no teacher out there saying, "Oh, this is what you went through or this is what that is, or you should study this and I just was sort of stumbling forward in life and i was I was into music, but I think I was always chasing some kind of ineffable feeling that I had had in those experiences and as the universe would have it uh, you know certain things were falling apart in my life I was living in New York City at the time um, I was in my uh, mid20s and chasing the fame game that whole shebang and I was I had a band and I was really pushing it you know it's kind of commercial style, piano, pop, indie pop type music. And I was just pushing, pushing, pushing my whole life. And I was doing fine as 20 year olds go. And, but things started to fall apart. And I, it gave me a window to try something new. It forced me like these doors closed. And so I decided to start making music for myself for, with no purpose. Just, I wanted just just something to do like on the side. And I wanted to make music that I could use as a tool for just me to meditate to with psilocybin. And I didn't even know what I'd do with it or I don't know. I just thought, I, I don't know. It was more, I was trying to make music that cultivated a certain feeling that I had felt before in those states. And I remembered it clear as day. It was like a felt experience. Like I want to, I want music and chord progressions and, and, and sonic textures that make me feel like that. So I was just sort of Trying to make music that felt like that, and that was my only litmus test. I I remember I was I was I was writing on my computer on the keyboard and stuff, and I had headphones on because you know I want it was like an intimate experience, and I I just play things until I was like, ooh, it's yeah, it's that feeling, it's that feeling, and do that, okay, do that, and and it was mostly instrumental. Actually, it's almost all instrumental, mostly, and. And I did did this on the side, and I was really enjoying it for a year. And at the same time, I was my whole spiritual life was starting to open up, and I was getting curious. And of course, again, as the universe would have it, you know, friends would say things like, "Hey, you know, I just did this thing called ayahuasca. You should try it." I'm like, "No way! That sounds (laughs) terrible. You know, I'm I'm terrified of it. I don't want to do it." But it just kept coming. kept my my friend. I had a particular friend who kept saying, "This is this is for you. I want you to come." And he really held my hand through it. And I was like, "Well, I'm not coming unless you know someone else is with me." And then this other friend was like, "Well, I'll go." <laughs> and so it's just I started exploring things like other indigenous ceremonies, and I started noticing how they all use sound and music. So I, I explored other things like Lakota sweat lodges or uh, San Pedro, or uh, they all use music in different ways. And I would notice what they're doing and what are the commonalities. And I wanted to, I thought, well, there's probably some wisdom here. And so I want to incorporate that into this music that I'm making to help me, you know, what's the technology that's in this old music? Because their lineage of that music is very strict. You know, what it is now is what it's been for millennia. And then I started thinking like, well, what's uh, what do we know about sound healing today? What What kind of science is out there? So I started looking into that and try to incorporate some of that in and all of it through the filter of my own taste and artistic stuff and so anyway i was doing this for the years i was just sort of opening up as a person discovering all this stuff meditation diving inward writing this music going through change and a year passed and i had i had what essentially was a record and it had no name or but it was a record. It's 44 minutes. It's all connected. And I said, okay, I want to listen to it, and I'm going to take some mushrooms and just to sort of honor this process and see what it's like. And so I did. I took some mushrooms. I was in my apartment in Dumbo, Brooklyn, and uh, uh, I didn't have any real ceremony around it. You know, I was alone. I didn't know anything much about that but I felt good, you know, I felt relaxed. And I remember I felt the medicine coming on. It's like, oh, okay, I'll put the headphones on, I put the headphones on, lay down on my bed, hit play. And the, and and um, my life just completely changed. Like uh, the medicine allowed, what, what the psilocybin allowed my brain to do is that it, it allowed me to disassociate with my own sense of Trevor. And I couldn't remember or figure out how I had made the record anymore. And for anyone who's a musician out there who makes music, they'll know that like, if you make a record, like at a certain point, you're so close to it because you've heard it so many times. Like you have no objective distance. Like it's, it's the opposite effect. Like you you, you can't even step back and be like, oh, this is good or bad. You don't even know anymore. And this allowed me to step way back and be like, I don't even know who made this. (laughs) Like what, this is incredible. And then because I had these field recordings in it, the last year I'd also gotten really into backpacking and I'd gotten really into nature and wilderness. And I'd been spending all this time up in the Adirondacks up north in upstate New York. And I was getting into the sounds of nature and I was recording them and putting into the music. And so I was hearing in the record the last year of my life from the field recordings, everywhere I'd been, all the places and all the people my mom was in it, you know, and it's, oh, that's that conversation I had with my mom six months ago when she was going to retire. And, oh, there's, there's those kids I ran into on that thing on Block Island. And, oh, there's, there's my train passing that I recorded, you know, outside the subway. And it was like a journey of my last life of like this transformation I was going through. And it was as if my soul had tricked my ego into making this record to serve as a musical tool so that I could transform it to something new. And long story short, after that, uh, I started sharing it with other people on personal levels, and then I started leading ceremonies, and then I started doing public things, and then it became East Forest. But that's the music started from that core place of like, how, what is this, this feeling of mystery and infiniteness that I want to engender in myself. And if I kind of hone into that space, it probably will unlock that for other people who are, cause we're all people. <laughs> we all are, have that, the same thing I'm feeling is the same thing in you. Cause it's the same thing. So, uh, And the yoga stuff came, came later. They kind of found me. And, and that made sense, I suppose, because that's a, a, a a wellness space that's naturally actively looking for that. Right. Oh yeah. And now I'm talking to you.
0: And now you're talking to me and wow. Wow. What a powerful story. I would love to hear the transformation. I couldn't picture you doing poppity pop with how deeply in tune and connected and high vibing your music yeah. is now. No
1: need for people to look that up. Of course, it's probably out there. And that record became my first record, The Education of the Individual Soul. So that record wow. is free on my website and will always be a gift. And it's there for people. Because I know what it did for me, and I want it to continue to do what it can do for uh, for anybody It's out there.
0: Repeat it one more time. Education of...
1: The individual... The education of the individual soul.
0: I love that title. Yeah. And thank you for not only interweaving your experiences in that, but also spiritual messages in your music and even in your music today.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, It's something that's been like a slow burn. Uh, I think something I had to build confidence with, but... Like, there's a song of mine that's pretty popular called Grandmother's Fear," and it's a recording that I made of myself, giving, like, notes to myself after my very first... So that same year, 2008, my first ayahuasca experience, um, right afterwards, I, like, had my field recorder, and I went in the back outside and just said, just, like, notes to myself, because like, you don't want, like, you don't want to forget a dream in a way. And I just had that recording for years, and it wasn't until record, I think it was 2012, called love bomb. And there's a, that's when I had this song, grandmother's fear. And I just had this inclination to put that recording in there, but I didn't, it felt very vulnerable and embarrassing. It's like, look, this is me like spouting, like what could be perceived as hippie wisdom to myself and people are going to make fun of it, you know? Uh, But I went for it and it's now it's like people love it and I'm, I'm less shy about, no, it's okay to share. You know, what, you, what are your inner truths? If people don't like them, they don't have to listen to them.
0: Well, it's funny because when we share our inner truths, people most often resonate more deeply with that versus the truths that we create in our mind. And so that's probably why that song really resonated with the masses.
1: Well, one of the reasons I am actually cautious not to have a lot of lyrics and words is because, you know, my my beliefs change. Yeah. And I don't want to say stuff that in a few years I'm going to be like, I, I don't believe that anymore. That's bullshit. Or like I was lost or whatever. And sometimes music, it's more abstract and figurative. And I can speak to you in a language emotionally that is more universal and I can stand behind it more. And I feel like it's more like a direct channel of a larger energy coming through me. That's less about me and my beliefs in my brain than more about like. I'm just like the passageway for this. And that's something that's probably going to be more timeless and I can stand behind a decade, two decades later and be like, yeah, there's truth in that. And thank God I didn't say like, oh, the pathway is this, you know, because I always think about that Dao Te Ching. I love the Dao Te Ching. And there's one of the passages that essentially says, you know, the truth. The man who speaks the truth does not know the truth because the truth cannot be spoken. And it's sort of like, if anyone tells you this is the way it is, end point, yeah, I wouldn't listen. Because... I'll
0: always be wary of that. That's actually a lesson that yes. just recently was expressing to me, too. And I was like, I know, I, I, I agree. And I love that about your music. Um, I think that's why, in that moment, because I was going through something yesterday and I just, I think I just needed to not listen to someone's lyric but just listen to myself and stare at the waterfall
1: yes 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 that's i mean if music is great for framing a felt experience Mm. a felt experience is feeling and you can't argue with feeling it's it is it's just this beautiful presence and that's all we're doing is cultivating presence and intuitive knowledge is sort of the same thing it's not necessarily a sentence it's a feeling and and that's what we're like, I want to get in touch with myself. And I think that all all mystic poetry and all music and art is really us just celebrating that mystery. And it's one that doesn't have an end answer. It's just uh, we're lifting up that which, you know, what it means to be alive, which is a conundrum. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. And there really are no answers. We're just all experiencing every moment. With no end ever.
1: That's that's what it feels like. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know. <laughs>
0: to be magnetic is to be free. Do you remember the amazing past guest, Lacey Phillips? You know the one who teaches tens of thousands of people to manifest whatever they desire as she learned the formula how to dance with the universe so we can attract whatever it is our heart and soul desire well she has a gift for the soul tribe 10% off all of her workshops and programs when you use the code magic which the link is in the show notes for you and as I've said before I've been using Lacey's formula magnetism program since I talked to her last year and it's it's just it's not your typical esoteric guidance which I also like but hers it's actually practical and approachable for all because she not only gives you the steps but she gives you a heads up on the signs that you just should look out for the test that may happen when the universe begins to dance with you for your manifestation to come true so that, you know, you don't get stunted. And now I'm aware of it. I've been able to manifest the most abundant 2018 yet in many areas of my life that, you know, areas I used to feel powerless in, like money and self-worth issues. And now I... I'm the most confident and magnetic version of me that I've ever been, but also I feel so abundant and I am, and we all are, and we all have that in us, and sometimes it helps to receive the guidance in order to really tap into that magnetic self. And so, to manifest the most magical 2019, I'll indeed be continuing to use Lacey's formula and her other workshops on her site, which is newly rebranded called To Be Magnetic. I highly recommend starting off with Shadow or Reparent or the Formula Magnetism, but she has so many workshops. If it's money that you feel a little lack in, she has her Opulence program for you, or perhaps it's a relationship, then try Partnership, which I should probably try. (laughs) And she has a new one, Up Level, which is life-changing, and she talks all about that in her recent episode. So listen to that as well, if you haven't already. I will always suggest this for anyone who's looking to shift their subconscious mind and recognize their self-worth and release those limiting beliefs. I was able to shift so many old stories and just finally tap into my worth in more ways than one. There are so many testimonials, hundreds of testimonials on her site with people sharing their experiences of how they have expanded in so many ways. So, again, Lacey is gifting the Soul Tribe 10% off when you use the code MAGIC at checkout on her new site, 2bmagnetic.com. Click the link in the show notes. That's 2bmagnetic.com and use the code MAGIC. And let's make this the most abundant year yet, tribe. Do you still do mushrooms for before you create your music or psilocybin? Is that the same thing? I don't even know. <laughs> uh,
1: psilocybin is the active ingredient in some kinds of psychoactive mushrooms. Oh, yeah, okay. and there are other kinds of psychoactive mushrooms, like the uh, the the toads the classic one that looks like Santa Claus, for instance. Like that's actually, I'm gonna, I might get this wrong, but that's not all psilocybin. The point is, psilocybin is sort of like the main one you, you hear about the most. And that's like the chemical in it. And it's so, psilocybin is actually really similar to serotonin, which is something that regulates a lot of our moods and our sleep and stuff like that. Like it's very, very similar, similar chemically. Yeah. So it's very interesting how it sort of integrates with our brains. And that's a whole nother rabbit hole we get into, but to answer (laughs) your question, um, no, I don't. um, I don't do it often. And I haven't actually done it in a while. It's something I do rarely Because it's so profound for me, and some of those experiences from the past are so salient and fresh in my body um, that I don't, I don't know. So it's, it's, it's more like something that's just kind of with me, you know. I I think things go in waves and phases, and lately, it's for me. I've been really into like, I don't know if it's called sobriety as much as just tapping into just my, my normal consciousness is so intense and like rich that, uh, I, sometimes getting out of that is not as desirable for me. Uh, I used to get high all the time. Like in my twenties, I was high, like almost every day on, on weed. And now I don't, I don't like smoking that much. Like it makes me feel completely different. So I think my body's just changed. And so I am just, I'm, I'm working more with, like, I think the more of the grist, as Ramdas would say, like, the grist for the mill is more just sort of this. I mean, I'm here to work out my karma in this space. So I'm just sort of doing it.
0: Well, and you've you just know? evolved away from it for now. It's interesting. You are in a very serene place. I would picture wanting to do that all the time there
1: well it's it's the stereotypical classic place like mushrooms in the desert for sure um right but for me <laughs> that spot and that whole area is so powerful it, man it it's i have a lot of humbleness down there and some a little little dose of fear of you know when i'm just walking around i don't need much down there because it's it's powerful it's just the weather the wildlife the solitude the danger the beauty the time around you it's
0: the expansive time around you
1: yeah you're looking at millions and millions of years of geology all around you and this yeah. crazy canyons and you're like oh i mean it's intense enough just like seeing that and like oh if I, if I slipped like there's no one here you know wow so it's but yeah it's it's just a very powerful place it's a nexus point of of raw raw land diet
0: and that is where you also recorded the ramdas teachings correct
1: yeah well where i mixed it and did some of the recording did all the mixing that's where the studio is and then i did some more recording in a studio in portland oregon and then i recorded ramdas in his home of course because he doesn't travel
0: in his home in maui yeah yeah wow and you were invited to his home to record his brand new teachings which is what an honor that's amazing.
1: Oh, it's total trip. Yeah, yeah. Ramdas is someone who has been a teacher of mine through his books and his talks and his energy for many, many years. I've always wanted to meet him, and but I had no real plan <laughs> or way of doing that. And uh, then this this idea came up of doing a project with him, and you know, blessings that it all came to be that I got to. I mean, it's coming out. On the 25th, January. It's yes. exciting. It's been a long run.
0: In two days from now, but by the time this is out, which I am definitely putting it out this upcoming Monday on the 20th, so it will be okay. already out. And
1: Yep, it's out then. It's on all platforms. You can find it pretty easily.
0: I'm so excited to listen to it. So I read that his words speak to modern challenges that we face with technology and dark thoughts and the nature of the soul and so much more that hooks me, that I'm already hooked with that because I know that those are challenges I face today. Mm-hmm. And so I'm curious, what is one of your greatest lessons you've learned from Ram Dass?
1: That's tough. I mean, I had, I had the good graces of being able to sit with him and ask him questions that I wanted to ask and have him answer them. And that's essentially what the, the record became. You know, I'd ask a question and I'd let him just say whatever he wanted. And until he was done essentially. Um, but something he kept coming back to over and over again over the Few days we were recording was the witness consciousness, and that from this place of the witness, you can love your dark thoughts. From this place of the witness consciousness, you can love everyone. You can love your pain. I mean, it's it's another word for soul. He also called it soul land, which I thought was really beautiful. Um, you know, we could look at it from like a mindfulness perspective, but I just I like this idea of. You know, we have our interface with reality, which is who you identify with yourself. And then you can step into this this place of the witness. Uh, and again and again, he was talking about that sort of the doorway into, into love, into the soul. And it's something I've just been thinking about a lot. And then I've just, it comes up in my own life. You know, what does it mean to be loving awareness? And that's sort of like the doorway into it. And so what's interesting about this record, you know, what's out now is chapter one, which is the first five songs. And it's building to a complete full, full length record with featured guests and so forth. But when I hear the songs together for myself, I'm noticing how he, there's there's sort of like, they are a tapestry, like a, a, this painting, how it all fits together in a way you know, like like there's some stories in there and there's some teachings and there's some poetry. There's like a meditation, but the culmination of it seems to be, it's hard to put it into words because it's almost, he's, he's creating a field of energy. He's creating a, like the music and his words together. It's like actually creating this sonic energetic, Thing that's touching you physically, and it's creating some kind of feeling in you. And it's very difficult for me to describe. And that's why I'm biased, but I'm like, you should listen to this on the best sound system you have, you know, um, and at a nice f- a full volume, whatever feels comfortable. But, you know, don't dick around. It's like, <laughs> if you really experience it and give your space the time to hear it you know don't be doing other things at the same time for your first time like really like make it into a little ceremony and like really experience it because it's i've just as i was saying to you like you get really close to something and you lose distance i that happens every time and recently i was uh at my girlfriend's birthday party and it was like an all-night party at a hot spring So we're just lots of hanging out. And at one point they're like, put on, put on your new music. And they had a pretty good sound system there. So I just put it on and it was really loud We're not, you know, it's nice, good volume. And everyone's just lying on the floor. And it was the first time that I've really gotten to see the reaction, other people, you know, not just myself listening to it. And I was like, Oh, this, this is like an experience. Yeah. (laughs) So I, I don't know. I'm really just excited to, hear other people's experience with it uh and and to see how what's beautiful about making music in the age of the internet is watching it just you know like a spore it just starts to go out there and have its own life and i just watch it and it's fun and it's it's exciting and, to, and rewarding to watch that process happen it's like a you plant a seed and then you just that's it <laughs> you watch the tree grow and see what fruit it bears.
0: And you don't need to describe what his messages and words. I love that you were in a hot spring with your friends. What a beautiful place to be! <laughs>
1: how, yeah, how could it be better than that, right?
0: No comparison, <laughs> unparalleled experience right there. That's so cool. Everybody listening, you should message East Forest in some way. Go to, a hot way. Go to a, yeah, go to a hot spring. Take a picture, yeah. send East, or just describe your experience of how you experienced it. I think that's going to be so profound to see how everybody experiences it in their own form in their own way
1: well we are doing uh so i've encouraged people to do these listening parties which once this comes out will have already happened but basically we've said hey anyone can do a listening gathering a little g- gathering party you can do it yourself with your friends you can do it for the public we're going to give you some material but you can use it or not and but the idea was that folks can share their tell us what came up or what was your experience? And there's just a little hashtag that was, uh, East forest X Ramdas, like all one word. And that was a way of on Mm -hmm. social media. So we could sort of sort of create a story together and a conversation that can continue throughout the year. And that's something people can do at any time. It's just sort of like, Hey, if you have anything you want to say about this or that's a great way to tag it I love that. and that we can keep track of that.
0: Mm, Beautiful. Why are you releasing it in pieces, by the way, in separate chapters at separate times?
1: One of the reasons is practical because these days with streaming, you, know, you can spend a year on a record and release it and people's attention spans about two weeks. But the other is that uh, because these are like micro teachings from Ron Das, it made more sense to give time for each of them to be ingested and for it to be a bit of a conversation and for you to kind of integrate it into your life. What the idea, like, just like I was saying to you, like this idea of a witness consciousness, like I've really been like sort of putting it into my life, and like, what does that mean, and what comes up, what are the challenges, and then there's like the next chunk, which is like here's sort of step two, and they're called chapters because, you know, Ramdas is an author and a speaker, and it made sense to kind of honor the idea of uh, all the books he's done, and think about these as like audio books, little or like little chapters, little micro teachings. So I think it's a. It also gives us the opportunity to create content around the songs, like this podcast, and like I'm I have my own podcast where we're I'm talking to like Krishna Das yesterday about, hey, what was that like for you, like recording this song, and what was your process, and what came up, and why did you do this, and wow, and and you know, and we get into that, and that's like now a whole side thing, or like. We do a whole video that's, you know, it's just to create a larger, I want, and he wants, Ramdas and I both want like these songs to serve as a catalyst to open up a larger conversation. And hopefully with people who have never gotten into some of this stuff, it's a doorway for them. So I want to have lots of doorways for people to be able to walk through. It's sort of choose your own adventure. The song is just the front interface and maybe... Maybe it's a track about dark thoughts that gets you into that subject matter, or maybe it's the one about um, nature that you go down that road. But I want it to be something that has options for people of all different shapes and sizes, not just the folks who I know that I know that you and I and folks who like Ram Dawson's work are going to like it, but I would love this to work for like middle America.
0: Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. I want
1: them to hear the song and they're like, I have no idea. Rom who? Exactly. And they're like, it doesn't matter. They're just like something in that. turns something in me. What What's going on? What is that? And they're going to look into it and then they're off to the races and we're just, we're all just sort of singing one another awake. And I just want to like, this just does its part.
0: For those that might be listening in middle America right now that they, I do get a lot of questions about my family just, you know, isn't open to this. Do you think that this is a good album to perhaps introduce them to opening their mind? Yeah, (laughs)
1: definitely. Because there's not much you can argue with in it. Mm. You know, there's nothing that says like, Jesus is the savior. There's nothing that says there's, there's one song about a guru. That you know, that's a tricky word, but I I had to I put it in on purpose, and it's actually um it's very meta because Ramdas says at the very beginning you're a guru, and then he's telling the story of his guru, but the whole time in the background you hear this phrase going on going you're a guru.
0: Oh my gosh, I have chills.
1: sort of like wait, what does that mean? You know, (laughs) and then like so it it actually if you really it's more like an extra. It's like this meta like what does that mean kind of thing, and but. So the the record's very universal in its themes. I mean, come on, how can you argue with Love Everyone and tell the truth? It's like that's a good thing for the planet. Um yeah, I think it's very accessible. And it's also like uh musically there's it's it's beautiful. I mean, I'm that's of course I think so, but you know, it's I think it's pretty It's pretty accessible and interesting and unique in a way that's not like, oh, that's hip hop. I don't like hip hop or oh, that's this. I don't listen to that. It's sort of like it's in a it's in its own world. Mm. Uh, And I think that can help people perk up their ears and just have a little bit more open mind.
0: Listen up if you're interested in 20 free days of juice when you travel or even just at home. When I ask some friends or family to try my green juice, most react with a disgusted look on their face. But when they take a sip of my Athletic Greens juice, they instantly become a fan. Every time. So to me, Athletic Greens is synonymous with feeling good from the inside out. (laughs) I know it sounds so cheesy, but it's true because especially you will love, love, love the feeling 10 minutes later. I do, at least, because I feel like my body lights up with energy and vitality and power. So I, I want to feel that first thing to break my fast in the morning. So Athletic Greens is part of my morning routine. And also sometimes midday if I need another pick-me-up or something to curb my cravings for sweets, which it's solid for doing that. But anyways, for the remainder of the day, I am just at peace with the fact that this one juice fueled my human suit with her micronutritional needs with 75 high quality and highly effective ingredients that support you in five crucial areas of health fuels energy boosts immunity, supports digestion and gut health with adaptogens and antioxidants to help you manage stress and your mood and healthy aging. One Scoop seriously has the equivalent of 12 servings of fruits and vegetables, and it does not taste like grass. (laughs) Basically, I describe Athletic Greens as physical magic dust that nurtures my body and helps me perform at my best. Plus, this is such a bonus, it is 100% made from a place I love, New Zealand, so I guess we can all say it's kind of like a Kiwi magic dust. (laughs) And Athletic Greens, the best juice on the planet, is offering you, dear listener, free 20 travel packs valued at $79 with your first purchase. I carried these travel packs with me to Utah and it made it very easy. It just contains one serving and I had one a day, sometimes two. It was perfect. So get your 20 free travel packs valued at $79 with your first purchase when you go to athleticgreens.com forward slash magic. That's athleticgreens.com forward slash magic and let me know what you think. Thank you, Athletic Greens. You really are pure magic. And now, on with the show. I'm excited to hear one of the songs. Mind playing a clip?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, Nature, Dark Thoughts are pretty short. They're all short, except for I Am Loving Awareness is 10 minutes, the one with Christian Doss. That's like more of a meditation. That one just came out two days ago. So, that one's already out.
0: Oh, you have one with Trevor Hall. Yeah. Oh, nature's first. We'll do nature. That's
1: a good one.
2: We are nature. We are the trees and the clouds and the waters. When you hug a tree, you're hugging yourself. We are human beings. Human beings are part of nature. (laughs)
1: Shit,
0: <laughs> such good. Shit. I pictured I can like see his eyes just looking mm. at all of it, yeah. But when he said, When you hug a tree, you're hugging yourself, I just <laughs> and then, like, with my experience with the waterfall yesterday, too. Oh my god, that was amazing!
1: <laughs> yeah, he's in his study, you know, the windows look out over the north shore at the ocean, and he was like staring at the ocean. I think I asked him a question just sort of about how nature can be an antidote for us for everything we feel and our troubles and polarization. And that was his response. (laughs) He's just a master and he loves the cello. So I Uh. put some cello on it. And one thing I like about this record is it's almost totally, uh, acoustic except for the, some of the drums are electronic and stuff, but, it's all real instruments, you know. I had a lot of cool people play on it, and it sounds, you know, beautiful.
0: Oh my gosh, I can't wait to hear the whole thing! Wow, even just that though, I'm going to replay it when we're done with this.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: May I play the Trevor Hall one?
1: Sure, Mind Karma. Yeah. That one has Trevor Hall singing, and then <sighs> Sheila Bringy plays the bansuri flute, Ooh. and then of course Ramdas doing his thing,
0: and you doing your thing.
1: I'm doing my thing somewhere in there. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Our minds
2: give us clouded perceptions. This incarnation has in it individuality. Individualism leads to war and anger and insecurity. fear
1: yeah I like what I like about that one and that one's pretty different than the other one you heard but uh, it's like the flute sort of personifying like your thoughts you know like these whipping around your head and then like Trevor's stuff is like this mantra that's sort of representing to me the other half like you know this this other field of energy And Ramdas in the middle of that it's it's interesting you know and it sort of just gets chaotic at the end it's like this this you know this this intense web of sound and that's you know and that's like an interesting like thought like what what does it mean uh your mind is your karma it's like wow that (laughs) Uh, that makes me that makes me think you know that's something I've been thinking about a lot so Ram Dass is just such a master of uh, that wordplay, and and sort of painting a picture with these ideas and those words. And I just wanted to support it with music. So each each subject that he puts out there, like the music is there to sort of be like like a soundtrack, like create like a little movie, like what what will what will amplify that message.
0: I'm still sitting with this. <laughs> Yeah. You are quite talented with giving us a wonderful, profound experience and wow, this was indeed meant to happen.
1: Thanks. Yeah. I'm, like I said, I'm excited. I'm excited just to share it. It's, um, it's not often that when you, uh, it, what's great about collaborating, particularly in this situation was that I was given such gold, <laughs> Oh yeah. you know, it wasn't like I, I, I often, I write a record and I'm, it's there's the music and then that's it and then it was great to add on this whole other layer onto it that was so good and you know, Ramdas's stuff that he gave me was so good and i really advocated to go out there and record him in person one of the reasons is because i wanted to get a really good recording of his voice like now at this time at this age and i wanted to sort of cement a sense of urgency and relevancy of Ramdas at 87 years old speaking about today, not something he said 50 years ago, that's valuable too. But I was like, what, what, there's an urgency that I I think I want it to be um, speaking to, to modernity, you know, our, our lives to youth too.
0: Especially in a completely polarizing state that we're living in today with many of us wanting to stay connected to that, truth and that inner wisdom and remind our souls that <laughs> our mind is our karma which you know we we know but we don't consciously think about.
1: Yeah, he's got a lot of wisdom to share. And 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 you know something like the mind karma song I'd say is on the farther side of the spectrum of the album of sort of like more tricky ideas whereas the nature song's more about it's really just hits you right in the heart with a feeling. Um but that's what—that's what's great about it. You know, there's songs on the record that are like a story, but the story is crafting its own web in a different way, and that helps create some variety. And so, there's a journey in the listening experience when you experience the whole album. It can be just that. It's—it's it's more than just some ideas and teachings. It can—it's—it's it's something about it can create a, an experience and a journey as you listen. At least that's the hope. We'll see.
0: I'm excited to listen. To the full thing, especially hearing Ram Dass's new teachings about living in this society today where we're so heavily influenced by so much noise that we see online
2: mm-hmm.
0: for the best, but also not so much. There's light and there's darkness in it. There's moments where I feel like I am losing touch with myself when I'm really heavily focus on like chasing what you were talking about earlier with your old self in your twenties, you know, like the chase. But then if I'm online and I'm communicating with people, I can better grasp uh, the collective's reality of how they are connecting to the world. And then I feel like I can figure out how to function well in this society. But at the same time, I want to not, lose what sparks my soul because otherwise I'm in my mind and I'm feeling not so great so many things can easily influence how I feel
1: yeah that's I think what practices are for and um we we have so much information it's information sickness which is one of the songs on the record called information sickness and Mm. it's it's our own job to figure out how to navigate it and these days there is no one path and no one teacher you have to create your own church and figure out what works for you but a lot of that is like you can't you can't you know at the end of the day it's your own individual experience and i don't know you can run but you can't hide
0: (laughs) Ain't that the truth? That's been my journey the past few years. I literally like ran from the world for a little bit on my own.
1: Yeah, like we said at the start, nobody knows, and um, but we can still love each other and and tell yeah. the truth. And and what else is there to do? I don't know.
0: What a contribution to society you just created, <laughs> and I really do hope, like you said, Middle America listens to it. And just anybody that needs it, everybody, everybody.
1: Well, I trust that it will, you know, do what it needs to do. And whoever wants to hear it, hears it when they need to hear it. And um, we're all just part of a a thing. I mean, I don't know how much you know about the Maharaji who Mm -hmm. is Ram Dass' guru, but he definitely, it feels is guiding this record and this process. Mm. And this whole thing has been unfolding under his grace and, it's been something that the more I lean into that, has been kind of blowing my mind, and I just I let my mind go and just say, "Okay, I, I give in." And the more we can see it as an act of service, I think the more we can get out of the way and let it do its thing.
0: Wow, I'm curious. Will you paint a picture for us what your writing and recording process has been like for this album?
1: It was kind of varied. I. A lot of the stuff, I'm a piano player, so a lot of the stuff started from piano, and some of it stayed in piano. Like the Please Pass the Bliss song, the fifth song on chapter one is just piano and Ram because it just didn't need anything else, and that that's what it was. But then some others, uh, like there's a song about death that's called Like Taking Off an Old Shoe, a.k.a. Death, which is a Ramdas phrase. And that one was also just piano, but I ended up taking the piano out and replacing it with like analog synths and other instruments and strings and some electronic drums. So that's sort of like my starting point is often some sort of keyboard thing and chord progressions, kind of creating a field of sound, a feeling, a particular feeling. And then from there, it's more of an arranging and editing process. And I might then I can just sort of hear like, oh, this this needs um, violins or violas, and then it's just a matter of like going out there and recording them, writing some parts, and doing it. But I can hear in my head what I want it to have, where or, or it needs beats, or it needs live bass guitar, or it needs upright bass, or it needs horns, or um, I I tried some stuff with like. but it didn't make it on the record, unfortunately. But I try things, you know. And you try these sonic experiments. It's like making a painting. And you're like, well, I think it needs some red. And you try the red, and sometimes that's, yep. And sometimes you're like, nope, that didn't work. And you just sort of chip away at it like a sculpture. And and eventually it feels like it's at a good place. And deadlines are good, too, because those help you to just stop. Because you could always kind of keep changing things but another great thing is this other bits of collaboration like when like when Trevor Hall sang on that track you know like I wasn't I was not as happy with that track but once he sang on it it, I felt like it finally became a song
0: wow I was just missing a little piece
1: yeah yeah that that wasn't any that wasn't me and so I was like oh he helped that become something that it needed to be and so it's just a process of trying things and and following your intuition uh and yeah i don't know this every record's a little different and this one was i was really committed to using a lot of acoustic instruments and that took some more time and being in studios and hiring people and bringing people in but it was worth it it gave it um it gave it a certain depth and uh, a maturity to it that I've been, I've always wanted, but I haven't always had the ability to do that in the past. And so that was, that was just a real joy, you know, (laughs) getting, I'm a huge lover of, you know, people who are masters at their instruments and it just sounds good and a great mic, great preamp. It's wonderful. And I, in Boulder, where I mixed it at the the Boulder Rock Studios, um, it's a new studio and we've got just some a nice API board there. So it just gives it some nice analog character. And So for me, yeah, it's a lot of new stuff just to step it up a notch.
0: That's so amazing. Of course, going into this, it's going to be a little different than your old creative routines, I'm sure. Well,
1: yeah. I mean, you want it to be, right? Because you get bored. If you're like, I, I, the last thing you want to do is do it exactly the same way. And there always are going to be some things that are the... Yeah. Yeah. The same, and sometimes I wish I could just start with guitar or something, but I'm just not the best guitar player.
0: But you know yeah. where your magic lies.
1: When the piano, the piano kind of serves as the glue too. Like there might be, although the song you just heard, there was no piano. That might be the only one, but they all have like a little piano somewhere, and I think it kind of helps tie things together.
0: Piano is my favorite instrument. Me too. Oh, really. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever run into creative blocks or experience creative blocks? And then if you do, how do you overcome them?
1: Yeah, I mean, all the time. I don't know. I think for me, it's just a process of repetition and doing a little bit every day versus burning out. And so sometimes you have days that aren't so good. And my the thing I can do the most is just not to attach to it. Just say, look, I can be proud that I, I did anything today and tomorrow I'll just do it again the next day I'll do it again. Uh, there's a book, The War of Art. That I yes. Like
0: that I'm rereading that. that right now.
1: <laughs> yeah. So it's that same yeah. model of like you just crack away at it and give yeah. away. The re- you're responsible for the labor, not the fruits, that kind of thing.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And to kind of – I've learned to befriend my resistance and my ego in some way where it's like, all right, I'm going to, in this moment, just – play with this so I can finally create something and make something of it versus like fighting it. Cause then I just don't get anything done.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I feel it right now. I have to rehearse for a gig. I'm doing a release show on Friday and I'm like, every day I'm like, Oh, I got to rehearse. So I have to do it like first thing in the day. Otherwise it's a monkey on my back.
0: Yes. First thing in the morning for the things that you don't want to do. That's the key do you have any words of wisdom for aspiring musicians trying to stand out in this vast music sea?
1: Um, I don't know. Other than just it's small bricks and a longer road, you know, you just kind of keep at it. And I think consistency will win out in the end. A lot of people burn out and quit. Yeah. If you just, If you have a sense of taste inside your head and a vision, it might take a long time. To start seeing it take shape, but it will take shape and it just takes time and you just keep making stuff and creating things and enjoy the process and there is no destination, Mm -hmm. but there's definitely something to be said for just consistency.
0: Yeah, and you never know when you're consistent. You never know how you're going to evolve and expand and what opportunities are going to come your way. Like when you were in New York and you were in the poppity pop scene, you had no idea you could even fathom, but you just kind of stuck with it. No matter what state of mind you were in, you were just stuck with it and it led you to collaborating with Ram Das.
1: Yeah, I mean, who knows where things go? And um, I I think I... (sighs) Maybe it was Ira Glass on NPR. Someone described it as like, you you know, what you have is a sense of taste. And that's what you're you're aiming for. And a part of you knows you never quite are reaching it. And that's what you're, keeps you going. And so, I mean, inside, you know what is good. And it's just really holding on to that. And you keep going and you're like, because you know, you know, you know what is good. And so it's just, but sometimes you don't have the ability yet to do it, but you know. And I still feel that way, very much so. Um, but every time I make a record, I try to like, it's like getting another step closer to what, I, I, like a vision you're trying to impart. And you just you work with the skill sets you have.
0: You said earlier that um with the, the song Mind Karma, you were not quite a fan of it. And then Trevor came in and he... You know, just sing like an angel with his magic, Shiva. Yeah. And you were like, "Whoa!" Like, did did his voice come in your mind, and you decided that should happen, or how did that happen? Well,
1: I I wanted him to be on the record, mm. and he's a friend, and it made sense on all sorts of levels. He chose that song. I suggested a different song for him, and it that other song just wasn't working for him. So I said, "Well, here are some others." that you could, that are options. And he, that was the one he wanted to do. And so I wasn't going to argue with him. <laughs> and, he, and then he just sent me some stuff and uh, I was like, this is, I just, you know, it's great. I just edited it and worked with it and mixed it. Wow. So it's actually from my perspective, pretty seamless. I think for him, I did a whole podcast discussing with him about his process and it was definitely a process. And I didn't know about that, you know, how he kind of struggled to find the right one and, and, and how, and it was a very personal, intimate process for him. Cause he has a very personal process and intimate relationship with the, the Maharaji and Ramdas. So, wow, yeah, it's kind of a life moment for him of just sort of like, it was more than just trying to come up with some melody.
0: Oh, I have chills. <laughs> Well, it was beautiful. And when he sang his moment, I just chills all over like the Himalayan mountains. Uh, Well,
1: thanks. Yeah, I'm sure he'll appreciate hearing that, too.
0: Oh yeah. And you have a performance in 2 days you said. Well, they'll hear this, so it would have already happened. Well, it's in the yeah, past. it's in the past. <laughs> yeah. In the past, but <laughs> I'm curious what your performing routine might look like. Obviously, you rehearse, but how do you prep for it? Yeah,
1: I, I do a lot of things. Uh, we if it's on I have a variety of offerings. So I do traditional performances. I do retreats and that are sort of spiritual nature music workshopy retreat type things. That's cool. And um, I do ceremony concerts, which is a new series I've been doing. That's basically a mixture of a concert with some ceremony and some ritual in it. So we do it in the round. You, you can you can lie down and it's more participatory and there's some guided ritual throughout it just to make it more of a deeper felt experience. Uh, but still a concert that you can watch and enjoy and anyone could step into it. So that's sort of been my new venture that I've been doing.
0: That's amazing is your are your retreats in utah
1: i've yeah we've done them in utah i probably looking like we'll do another one this fall that's sort of our flagship retreat and then i've been doing retreats with um all of these i've been doing co-hosting with rada my partner marissa rada Weppner, and we do them at esalen as well which is a hot spring uh place in big sur california oh yeah
0: Beautiful.
1: the esalen institute it's been around for yeah. ages And we might offer some more in other spots, you know, internationally or wherever, you know, but uh, that's just, it's good to get FaceTime and have a deeper experience and just make it more, uh, there's just, again, different doorways for people to walk into, whether it's listening to music, whether it's coming to a retreat, whether it's listening to a podcast, uh, whether it's coming to a talk. Uh, whatever.
0: What is it like hosting your retreats with your partner versus doing it yourself? Especially somebody that you are in love with. That sounds like so magical.
1: <laughs> it's well it's 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 helpful because she's a badass as far as uh uh she I mean she's a master yogi and she's a very calm person, the kind yeah. of person that people just want to be around. And she's very, very smart and she has a degree in transpersonal psychology wow. and all this stuff and she's led her own retreats for many many years and so it's just helpful to kind of not have to hold the energy 100 percent all the time you can kind of pass it off like well, why don't you teach me? you do the yoga class <laughs> and then you know the afternoon session i'll do like a sound healing and then maybe we'll both lead this particular uh ritual together this group exercise and uh, we're finding our flow with it it's it's definitely a blessing. Um, I think it also just as being in a relationship, it it keeps you at the spear tip because that will bring up more stuff interpersonally. You know, sometimes like I get like afterwards we can feel kind of depleted and burnt out. And I think it took us a bit to discover what kind of self care we needed so that we didn't then kind of have that damage our own relationship. We're like, Oh, we need time to like rebuild because mm, yes. we just spent three four days five days like giving 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 and then we we had to discover that for instance so well
0: yeah you've, it's i'm sure you feel depleted and you just even though it was a amazing energy a lot of your energy was gifted to others
1: gotta rebuild yeah and but it's great she makes me look better so <laughs> <laughs> I, like to, I like to have her around
0: what is your personal spiritual practice like
1: Uh, the church, the church of Krishna East forest. Um, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It's one of creativity. It's one of repetition. It's one of trying to be really honest with myself and others. Uh, it's one of physical activity and staying in touch with nature and it's always changing you know the parts that i put in and pull out and it's just one of self-examination i think if anything i need is lighten up on myself more than be harder on myself but it's just a very personal experience and i it's one that i try to just validate with my own truth and see what is true to me and and really self-examine where where my blind spots are and uh but I don't know. It's it's difficult to say. I don't ascribe to a particular practice. I couldn't say, oh, it's a ashtanga yoga or yeah. something, because I don't I don't have yeah. one like that.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that's why the word spiritual practice. I love that you said the Church of Krishna is for us, because there's <laughs> something about just those two words together now. Spiritual practice. I mean, people understand what it means. Like, I'm just curious how you tune into you, live in life. how you live life. Yeah, I'm just curious how you tune into you and live life and. Um, allow the noise to kind of flee away, but that was, that's amazing. And I, I can definitely get down with that. I'm on the same page there.
1: Probably. Yeah. You could just, i say have, I could do a little more yoga and a little more ice cream. <laughs> best bet.
0: Oh, amen to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> rapid fire. Are you ready? Sure. Awesome. Early bird or night owl? Early bird. What is your morning routine like?
1: I drink Guayusa and gunpowder green tea. Mm. And I uh, stare into space, look at the news, think about my day, think about things I'm grateful for, walk a dog if there's a dog to walk.
0: If there's a dog to walk. Um,
1: Yeah. And do my morning creativity. So my music, my rehearsal or whatever it is, play, do something with, you know, do my music. And that uh usually is what sets me right in the day and then everything else is gravy. Mm, yes. Exercise. If I do any exercising, it's in the morning too.
0: Oh yeah. I I have to exercise in the morning too. Yeah. What is your favorite day activity with Marissa? Marissa's her name, right?
1: Well, Ramdas gave us names, so he ooh, gave me Krishna, ooh. gave her Radha, so I call her Radha. Oh. Uh, <laughs> my favorite activity? That's easy, yeah. man. Uh hot springs.
0: Ah, oh, of course. You're so lucky you had them down there. I'm about to go to northern Utah. I don't know where a hot spring is around there. All I know is that there's a lot of snow.
1: Well, she's she's in Idaho. There's a ton in Idaho. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so
0: you guys are doing the long distance thing right now.
1: Well, I spent time up here in Boise, spent time there, and the rest of the time I'm on the road with uh, East Forest. So,
0: uh, With East Forest. Yes. <laughs> Favorite city in the world?
1: Mm, I don't have one, but probably probably where I am, Boulder, Utah it's it's magic mm.
0: yeah spirit animal coyote oh wow are there coyotes down there
1: there's everything yeah cougars coyotes elk
0: oh i know they're cougars yeah yeah the mountain lion does come down on occasion because my dad will see the wow
1: foot, it's magic the footprints. amazing i've never seen a mountain lion uh there's a lot of them in in where i live but I've seen a lot of prints. They're big ones.
0: Yeah, you can see prints. And you can also, have you ever just been hiking and just feel their presence? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It scared I'm, the hell out of me.
1: I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's Yeah, and I, and I, I know they're around because people see them. And it's actually the highest population of them in the U.S. is down there. But they have plenty to eat. <laughs> There's loads of deer, lots of other things.
0: They're yeah. taken care of. Last song you listened to on your Spotify.
1: Oh, I know what that was. Um, George Harrison. Uh, what's that song called? My sweet lord. Uh, na, 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 oh, da, yes. Da, I love that song. Mm.
0: Favorite instrument to play? I think we already know this. Piano. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Your superpower.
1: I think I can like read people's minds, but I don't know it yet.
0: That's cool. I would like to do that. How about your ideal superpower if you were. A comic book superhero.
1: Mm, I could make you feel inner peace instantly.
0: Ah, yes. Mm -hmm. If you had to sum up why you create music in three to five words, what would it be?
1: Because I have to.
0: (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) And that's true. You do. That's your soul's mission.
1: (laughs) I'd go crazy otherwise, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, Favorite movie?
1: Uh, Fargo.
0: Oh, cool. Uh, what did you want to be when you grew up when you were a child?
1: A train conductor.
0: Oh, <laughs> cute. Uh, uh,
1: and, uh, everyone does. And then an oceanographer.
0: Cool. Yeah. That was one of my favorite classes, oceanography. Define love. Truth. Define God, grace, the universe. Law. Hmm. So the universe gave you free billboards not three but free f-r-e-e sometimes people can't understand me when i say that free billboards to share one message across the main highways in major cities all around the world what will these billboards read
1: don't take any shit
0: hmm.
1: but if you do do it with grace
0: yes <laughs> One last question that we ask all the Euromagic guests. How would you advise the Euromagic listeners to create their own magic?
1: Um, Slow yoga, more ice cream. Something will come to them.
0: Slow yoga, more ice cream. Something will come.
1: Slow yoga with ice cream. With? Yeah. I think there's some kind of magic there that has yet to be discovered.
0: (laughs) I've yet to try that. Yeah.
1: (laughs) ice cream cone yoga
0: and you said earlier you take life too seriously nope I think you're good I'm trying (laughs) this is great (laughs) well and something that's new I haven't just played a song in the middle of a podcast and then weeped it was wonderful
1: well hey you know I aim for I aim to make people cry so I'm glad we succeeded (laughs)
0: Oh, great. You're going to have like hundreds of thousands (laughs) of people crying on Friday, and it's going to be all your fault, just so you know.
1: (laughs) Tears of joy. Tears of joy. It's all good.
0: Tears of joy. Tears of truth. Yes. How can everyone connect with
1: you? Uh, Eastforest.org. Not .com. Eastforest.org. And that has everything, but the music you can find wherever you listen to music. Spotify, um, Apple, whatever. But uh, yeah, and I'm obviously on social media, East Forest or East Forest Music and lots of events and fun things and podcasts and music. So please link up. Say hello.
0: And of course, I'll put it all in the show notes. By the way, I just typed in eastforest.com just to see what was there. And it's like it's Chinese. Yeah, it's a Chinese site. Don't even actually it's Japanese, I think.
1: No, I think it's Chinese, isn't it?
0: Really? I I see here a Ghana and Katakana.
1: Oh, maybe it is Japanese. I don't know, but uh, I have no idea what they sell. I've never figured it out. Whatever.
0: (laughs) Whatever it is, don't go there. Go to .org.
1: .org (laughs) is the place to go.
0: You might be able to get the .com one day. It's very dated, just saying.
1: Yeah, I know. I should reach out to them.
0: But yeah, eastforest.org. I'll put it all in the show notes below. Trevor, thank you so much.
1: Well, thanks for your time. I appreciate it, and uh, catch you another time. Peace.
2: When you witness a a dark thought, a dark thought that isn't going to get you anywhere, you witness it and love it. You love
0: me thank you so much so so much for lending your ear i i hope something in this spoke to your soul and will you please please say hello in the your own magic facebook group to all of the soul tribers and if you if you like this podcast i would so love to read your review and of course i'll gift you a free guided meditation from your own magic.life, which by the way has many meditations, meditative imaginings, journal questions, magic monthly challenges, and just other spiritual tools for your soul. More on youronmagic.life when you join the Soul Tribe exclusive site for $4.44 per month. I'm just thankful for us spiritualists to gather together and have a safe space to help us tap into our own magic anyways, I love you all so much. Thank you for listening and have a magical day.